Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Defining Your Life podcast, where we focus on living in our purpose, practicing presence, and activating our power in each moment. I'm Marsharelle, your resident pep talk provider, and I invite you to join me as we continue to learn, lift each other up, and strive to level up together. Because we are never finished defining our lives, and it takes a village, so let's build one. Stay tuned for the episode. Hey everyone, I hope that all is well and that you are feeling good with the arrival of spring. I feel like I'm just about getting back to myself and recovering from my bout of exhaustion. And it's amazing how little things can just pile up when you neglect them for even a little while. So saying that I'm behind on life is pretty much an understatement. But I'm being patient with myself as I pull it back together and get back in the groove. So I want to remind you all to always remember to give yourself grace when moments like this happen. But that's enough of me rambling. Today, we have another rapid fire feature guest that I am very excited to introduce. I am joined by Egypt Graham of Planning to Perfection. And I really think that her story of overcoming fear and taking the leap will resonate with so many of you. So welcome, Egypt. Thank you. Thank you. Happy to be here. (laughs) (laughs) Great. So let's hop right into it. How would you describe yourself in 30 seconds or less? (laughs) So I said to Marsh, this is probably more challenging, Um, but I will try. So I think that I am a self-motivated, silly, um, fashionable, um, loving, go-getter individual. If I had to sum myself up, I feel like that. And, and, and probably like a little like crazy <laughs> in the midst of all of that probably describes me perfectly. <laughs> I think that you did a good job of summing it up each. Um, and for as long as I've known you, you know, events has really been your jam. What drew you down this path in the beginning? Like, did you only ever want to be an event planner? Yeah, so I knew really early on, as 16 years old, I knew that I wanted to be an event planner. I had an opportunity to do my first event at my church, childhood church, Christian Stronghold, growing up. And after that experience, I was like, this is this is it. This is what I wanted to do. This, this is what I'm going to be. I'm like, this is it. And I, I did know early on, I mean, my path strayed a little bit or a lot, probably. Mm-hmm. Um you know, from then, but I always had a burning desire. It was always just really good. came really naturally to me. So yes, I I knew it early on. I mean, I wouldn't say that you strayed so much. I mean, Uh but I I can see what you're saying, but um, just a little side note, people, um, way back in the day when I was in fashion, uh, Egypt, uh, (laughs) she planned my very first fashion shows. Um, and I was like, this woman is a professional. We're only 18 years old. This clipboard, these blazers, who's doing it? <laughs> but anyway. Um, I definitely know, got a blazer on. <laughs> always a blazer. Always a blazer. 
Um, but like so many people, you know, security is really important to you. And, you know, you were doing well working in the nonprofit sector, respected by your colleagues and making great strides. What made you finally say, you know what, I'm going to go out on my own in spite of my anxieties around losing that steady paycheck and just try my hand at it? Yeah, I mean, so I think probably a couple things. One, I had been really building up my clientele while I was working my nine to five. So by the time I did get to a place where I was ready to take that leap, I had a really strong customer base already that I felt could, you know, make that transition smoother, easier. And so that was the one reason why I was ready to take the leap. The second was because there was just a lot of transition happening at the company I was working with at the time. And I just really felt like I didn't like the direction it was going in and I needed to move out of that to be mm-hmm. to remain a happy person right mm-hmm. and so i was like you know between the two things i felt like oh and then lastly the volume of inquiries i was receiving also allowed me to realize like i can't do this 9 to 5 and the side business really well one is going to suffer mm-hmm. if i continue in this um in this direction and so those three things helped me to say all right it's time to step out on faith, you know, like calculated faith, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a calculated risk taker. I know some people are just like, they just do it. Throw caution to the wind. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm a more calculated risk taker. So I felt like I had a lot of um, ducks lined up and it was a good time for me to do that. <laughs> so in the midst of you stepping out, you know, things were going well. Here comes the pandemic, right? <laughs> And I know that was a very challenging time for your business with events being shut down. How did you manage to make that pivot and stay encouraged as an entrepreneur without just like, you know what, I'm throwing in the towel. I'm going to go back and get me a regular job when, if and when jobs become regular again. Yep. So I was like, the COVID was very hard for me. I mean, I would say the first month or two, I was... Like what the first month or two, once I lost all the business, I was depressed. Mm-hmm. I was like crying all the time. I was a very emotional, but I'm a, a big believer in like feel the feelings. Right. Mm-hmm. So I just was like, all right, I'm going to feel these feelings. And then now I need to get out of this funk mm-hmm. and like figure out what's the next steps. So I was sad for a few months. Then I was like, all right, what do I need to do? So then I was like, I'm tapping into my network. Because I work really hard for the network I have and people don't know what they don't know until you tell them. Right. So mm-hmm. I, I sent out messages to my network and I was just like, listen, this is what I can do. I'm out here. I'm looking for work. If you know anything, let me know. And people really, 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 really showed up for me. Mm. And like I got several different virtual um, event opportunities, which opened up more doors after doing a few of those things. And that truly, between that and, you know, the PPP loans and uh, unemployment allowed me to keep the doors open. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I just want to go back to you saying, feel the feelings, right? I feel mm-hmm. like oftentimes we don't allow ourselves to do that and then we can't move on. So you were able to kind of get that out the way early, get on up and do what needed to be done, power through. And that network And also, you don't know who in your network, right, might have something for you. It might not always be who you think it is. Exactly. It's really about putting your pride aside 
Like now mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not very prideful person. So that wasn't really challenging for me, but some people are. Mm-hmm. So it's like really about putting your pride aside and asking for help. Mm-hmm. Asking for help. That's so mm-hmm. important. Mm-hmm. And that kind of leads me into my next question. It was a great segue. Um, you know, oftentimes folks want to step out on their own as a means of just like working independently, doing me, you know what I mean? Not having an answer to anyone. Um, but what have you learned about collaboration and sisterhood as an entrepreneur? Um, well, collaboration is just necessary mm-hmm. in order to grow, right? So I'm going to go back to the network piece and like you know in order to take your business to the next level you really need to have a core like network that you can work with constantly and then once you connect with like different vendors and different from from my business different vendors and different clients it's really forging like long lasting relationships with them if you can Mm -hmm. Um, because then they refer you to other people and that creates like this like holistic, you know, full circle sort of experience when um, when you do that. The sisterhood piece uh, is an interesting question because, um, you know, I probably would say like I'm a part of a lot of volunteer groups, mm-hmm. uh, which just happen to be women's groups. And so I have definitely found with being vulnerable and sharing just like things that I really want that I've haven't quite got, I'm still struggling to get there with those women. I've seen doors open, them recommend me for things, them um, say tap into this person, right? Even if they don't have the door, they may know someone that could open up a door. Mm-hmm. And so that has allowed that those different sisterhood groups or sisterly groups, I'll just say, has really allowed me to open doors. And, you know, I want to be a resource to others. So I don't, you you don't want to just be taking, right? Mm-hmm. You want to be giving and taking. That's and so right. what I try to make sure I, I'm always constantly doing is as people are pouring into me, how can I help you? And there may not be a moment where they need me at that time, but I'm also trying to pour into others in, in different ways. So. Yeah. Yeah. Paying it forward in a variety of ways. And you never know when someone is going to call on you. Um. What's the greatest advice you can give someone who knows their gifts, but struggles and doesn't believe that they can pursue one or more of them professionally? Um, so I think that that's an interesting question because I think you have to take the leap sometimes, right? And you have to put your fears aside. So fear, it just holds us back. and. You know, that's the only thing, like if you're doubting anything, it's, a, it's something that you're fearing. Mm. Well, understanding the fear is probably the first thing. So like, okay, I want to step out on my own, but my biggest fear is that I won't make any money. And then the, then I will go, then I won't have any money and I won't have any way to pay the right, bills. Pay the bills right. I will be straight. You will be homeless. I'll be out something. Right. Yeah, like, like, <laughs> you know, these are like things that run through people's yes, heads. Yes, absolutely. They're, I mean, they're valid concerns. <laughs> right. So you need to understand like, all right, what are my fears? And then like, are they really legitimate? Right. Can your business fail? Sure. But it doesn't mean that you're going to automatically um, end up being homeless. Probably not. Mm-hmm. Right. Because depending on what you're doing in your background, there are other things that you can fall back on. 
So depending on who you are and what your fears are, what your challenges are, it would be, to me, I would recommend coming up with solutions or like plans of how to combat those things, mm, right? Mm-hmm. So like, for, for instance, for me, for example, yes, I am very fearful of like, what if business doesn't, what if it's slow? Like right now, like this year, my first quarter was kind of slow, mm-hmm. right? And I was feeling very fearful, like, well, what's going to happen? And, you know, the first thing that I lean on is faith because that's who I am. And that's, that's what um, helps keep me sane, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so if that is one thing that is important to you, that would be my first step. But then the second step is to really ask yourself, like, I ask myself, like, Egypt, if you don't get business, what's going to happen? Well, I already know I have a good amount of reserve, mm-hmm. right? That, that was one of my strategies before jumping out and um to do my own business and i even i went through a lot of some of the reserve during pandemic but i was able to slowly start to build it back up so mm-hmm. i know i have a reserve to give me I have a little bit of cushion but like no matter what it's scary mm-hmm. it's hard you're gonna be like should i do this tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna be questioning should i do should i keep doing this and i'm gonna just say like Keep pushing forward. We, like as entrepreneurs, sometimes when we first go into entrepreneurship, and this is where I was, I'm just thinking about, oh, I want to do this business and I want to make money. And, um, you know, I like some of the luxuries of entrepreneurship, which is yeah. scheduled to do what I want to do. Yep. But ultimately, if I want to grow things that I loved about the business, I can't do anymore. Mm. Like I can't really, if, as the more you grow, the more you fo- you're pulling yourself out of the business and other people are doing the daily right. things of the business. And you are focused on. Yeah. Focused on vision. Right. Yes. Getting yes. out of the weeds. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then so that's the place to dream. Right. You can dream it more. Mm-hmm. It is. Mm-hmm. Now it's about pushing myself outside of my comfort zone so that I can see my business go to the next level. Well, did you hear that, everyone? You have to stretch yourself if you want to grow. That was wonderful, Ege. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a pleasure. And I know you spoke a lot about faith, which is right on time for the few words I want to leave everyone with. This scripture comes from Proverbs 18, 16, the NIV version. And it says, a gift opens the way and ushers the giver into the presence of the great. So remember that your gifts will make room for you if you make room for them. And don't forget to share, review, and rate the podcast. Can't wait to chat with you all again next week. Take care until then. 